Hey, well, let's open our Bibles. Let's go to Philippians. We're going to go to Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. And I'm going to read the same verse uh, at the beginning of the series. We're in a series called Work in Progress. And, uh, and I'll just read this verse at the, the top of every message. As I do that, just want to say I love what's happening in small groups. I love what's happening in uh, always in our, our ladies' small groups. And uh, Shannon and, uh, does such a great job of, of leading that. And all of the ladies just do such a great job of just leaning in and receiving. And um, uh, just, you know, I can always come home. I, I leave the house and they have the house. And when I come home, you know, usually there's tears and praying and, and all of the things and just diving into God's presence. And then even yesterday uh, at our men's small group that we did at, at Rudy's, um, just the vulnerability that, uh, that we're experiencing and encountering in our men, able to open up and kind of talk and, and share. And so if you're not a part of those, be sure you're a part of those. And then the final thing I want to say, just before we dive into, uh, dive into the words, I want to say thank you for your giving and uh, all that you're doing just to sow into this church. Just know, I mean, last week we had nine people get baptized. Come on, isn't that an incredible? Nine people get baptized. And, and, you know, every time that you give, every time that you sow, you're sowing into life change. You're sowing into people uh, and difference that is being made in students, in adults, in marriages, uh, and through women's and men's ministries. You're helping to support and make all this happen. And we just say, thank you. God's going to continue to bless this church. Amen. So let's go. Philippians chapter three, Philippians chapter three. It says this, not that I have already attained. I just wrote this out to the side work in progress. I hadn't already attained it. I'm not perfect or am already perfected, but I press on. I press on that I may lay a hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Jesus went ahead. He did the work. He died on the cross. He paid the price. He paid the penalty for my sin that I might be perfected, but I haven't attained it yet. Paul writes, to the church of Philippi. Not that I have already attained it or am already perfect, but what I do is I press on that I might lay hold of it. We're going to talk about this tonight. We're going to talk about work in progress. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place. Open up every ear, over every mind, every heart to receive of your word. Change us and challenge us tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen, amen. amen. And amen. Tonight, tonight we're going to talk about stress. Anybody ever had a little stress in your life before? Just, a, just me. Okay, it's good. Now, I know I'm not the only one that has had stress that feels the pressure of life. And last week we talked uh, about perfectionism. And if you weren't here two weeks ago, last week was baptism, but two weeks ago we started this series called Work in Progress and we talked about perfectionism, and perfectionism is one of these things in our life that can bring stress. If you're a perfectionist, you know what I mean, because you can walk in your house and the blanket can be just a little bit out of place on your ottoman or whatever it is, and it drives you crazy, right? For my ladies in the house that are perfectionists, you can walk in your living room, and if every pillow isn't karate chopped just the right way with the nice little, it stresses you out. If you're a perfectionist, perfectionism can and will bring stress in your life. 
And so we talked about last week how to overcome perfectionism because we're not meant to be perfect. Come on, somebody say amen to that. We're not meant to be perfect, but we realize that we are being perfected by Christ. So we talked about this process of what it looks like to become perfect. And I want to show you this on the screen because there really are three things in the steps to being perfected or made perfect. And it's this. The first one is justification. Justification says this, I am saved. So if you're in a service and you raise your hand and you say, I believe that Jesus died and rose again, the Bible says that you are what? You are saved. So if you are saved, the Bible says that you are justified. So if you are justified, you are made right with God. So when we stand before God, we'll be seen as perfected one day. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross. He rose again. We it. We believed, therefore we are justified. That is justification. So number two is this. It's sanctification. So what sanctification says, the sanctification says is that I am being saved. Well, how can you be saved and you are being saved? Because when we look in this eternal scope of things, we are saved. When we stand before God, we are saved. Everybody said, thank you, God. Sanctification says, I am being saved. And this is where I really want to focus in today because we live in earthly bodies. We live in these earth suits and we are subject to sin and the world and stress and pressure and everything else. And we are in the process of being saved. We're getting better every day as we walk through storms and trials and situations. God is shaping us and molding us and squeezing sin out of our life and causing us to become and look more like him. That's sanctification. I am being saved. I am being made more like God every day. And then the third thing is this glorification. And glorification says, I will be saved. There's coming a day where I will stand before God and I will be saved from this earth and sin and hell and death and everything that comes along with it. I will be saved, not because of anything that I have done. What? but because of the goodness of God. So this is where we're at in this series, justification, sanctification, glorification. And tonight I want to talk about sanctification because believe it or not, God can use the stress in your life to sanctify you. And I know you're like, well, that doesn't sound great. But I promise you that the stressful situations in your life, if you allow them, God will use those situations to shape and form and mold you and get the sin out of your life and the things that don't look like him and maybe even things that you thought that you had gotten rid of, but all of a sudden as stressful situations come back up, those things begin to surface in your life again. And what God wants to do is when they surface, he just wants to scrape it right off the top and go, now we've got it out of your system and you don't have to struggle with it anymore. Maybe it's an addiction that you turn to. Maybe it's a drug that you turn to. Maybe it's a substance that helps just numb the pain away. And God would go, what I want to do is get you to a point that will create some stress in your life so it all rises to the surface. We scrape it off the top and we get rid of it for good so you can be more like him. And I know that may not sound fun, but I tell you, the process is worth it in the end. Because we all have in our life unavoidable stress, right? 
We all have these stressors. We all have these things in our life. Let's just, um, I don't know, let's say this is us. We are the board, okay? How many of you are confident in this? But we all have things that happen, right? Let's just say uh, a car breaks down. I mean, that's a little stress. That's not terrible, right? But then after the car breaks down, then we lose a job. And that creates some stress, right? And then in the midst of all that, I don't know, maybe you have a teenager that goes crazy. Or a toddler that goes crazy. I don't know. Maybe you're potty training and they just won't. And then on top of that, you've got all that's happening and, and going on in the world. We're in the middle of uh, a recession, right? And that's a stressor because you're looking at your paycheck and you're looking at the price of groceries and you're going, all of this brings me stress. And then when you add on the top of that, then you go, and things at home and my marriage just aren't what they need to be. And so you add a little more stress. And then on top of that, I don't have any more five-pound weights. Oh, well. We added an election year coming up. And you go, I've got all the stress of an election year coming up and having to listen to all this mess on social media and the news and everywhere else. And Lord have mercy if that doesn't break us. But we carry a lot. And we're stressed out. And the, the problem is, is not that we have stress, but that we don't know how to carry the stress. I mean, stress is going to happen, right? It's, it's just, it's just going to happen. From finances to relationship issues to stuff in the world, like, it just happens. And, and the problem is, is that we just keep letting it pile up and pile up and pile up, and eventually we break. And I can tell you that God never intended for us to break. That God never intended for us to get to a place that we have so much on us, that we have so much stress, that we have so many things, that we break under the pressure of it all. So my message tonight is not on how to avoid stress. Like, I wish that were the message. I wish I could get up here and be like, here's five things you can do to avoid stress and your life will be great. We all wish that was the message, but the message is this. What I want us to do tonight, I've got three points, and each point is gonna walk us through kind of a system to look at our life and go, if this is the way I feel right now, if this is the truth of my life, then there's something wrong that I've got to get my priorities back in check and I've got to begin to walk with the Holy Spirit I, and I've got to ask myself a few questions because watch this. 
Stress is simply defined as this. It is an outside force applying pressure. And there are outside forces in our world and our life that are going to be uh, unavoidable, that are going to apply pressure on our life. Finances, loss of job, you know, car issues, marriage, like all the things, we're not going to be able to avoid it. There are outside pressures that are going to apply. And in engineering, watch this, a stress fracture will happen when the outside pressure is greater than the internal strength. A fracture happens when the outside pressure is greater than the internal strength. But 1 John 4, 4 tells us this. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So if the one that is in us is greater than the one that is in the world, then we shouldn't be broken or fractured or under all of that pressure and stress and breaking under the pressure of the world. Why? Because the one that is in us is greater than the one that is applying the external pressure on our lives. So if we'll stay full of the Holy Spirit, there is no situation that we can't handle. So tonight, this is where I want to start, is that this has to be our baseline. If we're full of God's presence, there is no external force that can break us or make us crack under the pressure. So if we're breaking and cracking under the pressure, listen to me. I think that there are three areas that we can look at that I want to look at tonight. Write this down if you're taking notes with me tonight. You got to check your weight. Check your weight. I'm not talking about getting on a scale, but you got to check your weight. If you're feeling stressed, the first place to start is asking yourself, have I taken on too much? Is this stress, is this pressure, is it brought on by myself? Don't look at your spouse tonight and say, have I taken on too much? That's not what I'm talking about. But have I taken on too much. Because see, we have a problem with saying yes. We'll say yes to everything. Can you be on the PTA board? Yes. Can you coach the soccer team? Yes. Can you be on this committee or that committee? Yes and yes. Can you take on this house project? Mm, Yes, dear. Yes. You need another job because your spending is outpacing your income so you get another job you can't tell your kids no because they want to do everything from dance to art to football to soccer to field hockey to whatever it is 20 sports or extracurricular activities we're saying yes to everything can I teach you a word to help you avoid a mental breakdown the word is no Come on, try saying it with me real quick. I know it's going to be difficult, I know, but everybody try it with me real quick. No, that's great. It's a good start. Now, next time somebody asks you to do something, all you have to do is say, unless it's Aaron's PCO request, okay? And then, see, we have to learn to say the word no. Not everything is a good thing. It can be a good thing, maybe just not for you. If it's bringing stress in your life, it's okay to say no. It's okay to tell your kids no. I'm sorry, teenagers, but it's okay to tell your kids no. It's okay to say we're too busy. It's okay to say we need a day off. It's okay to say we need some rest. It's okay to say no. You got to check your weight. 
Because remember, if we have a greater internal strength, if we have something greater on the inside of us, but we find ourselves breaking under the pressure of life, it's time that we check our weight. It's time that we check our priorities and the things that we've stacked on ourselves because I think there's things that we've taken on that we're not called to walk in or carry. You've got to remember that internal strength, yet the outside forces are causing us to crack. we got to check the weight. Come on, somebody say, check the weight. Ask yourself this question in your time of prayer this week. I want you to write this down. Ask yourself this question. God, have I taken on more than you wanted me to carry? In your times of prayer, see, I can't answer this for you. Maybe your spouse can help you. Maybe a close friend can help you. But the question that you need to ask is, God, have I taken on more than you, than you, God, wanted me to carry? Because if you're living stressed out, you aren't going to be effective. You won't be an effective parent, an effective employee, an effective spouse or friend or church member. Why? Because you don't have anything else to give because we're living drained and under pressure and under stress. And it's not the way that God intended us to live. You got to check your weight. Some of the stresses, though, are man-made. They're not external pressure. Maybe you've maxed out your credit cards. Maybe you spend more than you make. Is that creating an unnecessary weight in your life? Are you carrying unforgiveness? Is the weight of unforgiveness creating an unneeded stress or pressure in your life? Every time you see that person's name pop up on your phone or in your social media feed, you get this, uh, this feeling on the inside, we need to check our weight. So that's number one, check your weight. Number two is this, strengthen your boards. Strengthen your boards. If it's just you trying to carry the weight of all you're dealing with in this world, you're going to be just like this board, and you're going to break under the pressure. We can't do this on our own. It's too much. It's too difficult. So step number one is this. If you're here tonight and you don't have God in your life, you got to get God in your life. That's, that's our very first point of vision is we have to get restored with God is what we call it. And if you're not restored with God, the very first thing that you need to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he died and that he rose again. And you need to place your faith in him, believing that he can carry you through anything and all things. Why? Because he will be your strength. Deuteronomy 31.6 says it this way, be strong and courageous. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Isaiah 40.31 says, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I go with you. I will strengthen you and help you. Exodus 15.2 says, the Lord is my strength. The place that we have to start is going to God, getting in a relationship with him, because if we don't, we'll never be strong. There'll be too much pressure in the world. And the second thing that we need to do is we need to get in a good community of believers. You know, I, I talked about our small group, our men's small group and our women's small group, but we have others as well. I love that we had a, a running group this morning. 
that went out and they, they ran the trail. And I love that on Wednesdays that we have moms gathering together at the park. And I love that on that same day on Wednesday, we have another group of women that are going out and walking and running together. Why? Because we see and know that we need community. Because the problem is, is that as we try to do things on our own, we can be easily broken. But Ecclesiastes would say it this way, that a cord of three strands is not easily broken. In the previous verses, it would say that one has a good return on its work, but two is even better. And if one lies down at night, he'll be cold. But if two are together, they'll stay warm. Because remember all the flex that we had in the board before? When we get some people around us, when we get that cord of three strands, when it's me and God and a group of godly people around me, man, I can take all of these boards, I can take all of these weights, I can take all of this stress, I can take all of this pressure. Why? Because I know I can walk in on a Saturday morning to my men's group and I can go, guys, I'm struggling. I'm walking through some things and I need y'all to pray for me. And I know that I got guys on my side and ladies can walk in and they know that they're going to, well, that ain't supposed to happen, but you get the idea. I'll just keep stacking them. We're going to be good. But you, you take them to the group and you go, you know what? Hey, I, I need prayer because a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And when I've got guys walking alongside of me and doing life with me and partnering with me and, and they're locked arm in arm with me, man, I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to break. Why? Because I've got people doing life with me. I've got God on my side. I've got people locked arm in arm with me. And when I do, I won't be easily broken. And that's what we need is, is we need to strengthen our boards. We need to quit being just doing life on our own and, and breaking on our own. No, we've got to have one another. Listen to how Galatians 6.2 says it. It says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Why can I keep going? Because I've got people around me that are going to lock arms with me and bear my burdens. We need each other. We strengthen each other. Stress is inevitable, but being stressed out doesn't have to be. Can I say that again? Stress is inevitable, but being stressed out doesn't have to be. Because 2 Corinthians says it like this, but we all are being transformed into the same image that is the image of God. It says we're being transformed into the image from what? Glory to glory. And here's the thing, we all want to go from glory to glory. But how do you have a moment of glory without a battle to win? And we see that, and we see glory and glory. And what we miss is the battle that happens in between. We want to go from mountaintop to mountaintop but there's always a valley in between. I want to go from peak to peak, 
but I don't want to have to walk through what it takes through to get up to the top. And we all want to go from glory to glory without the battle, but the only way we go from glory to glory, the only way we get better and better, the only way we get sanctified is if we have battles that we walk through and go through and allow those processes to make us look more like him. If you want to go from glory to glory, you've got to go from battle to battle. And when you walk from battle to battle, you just keep getting stronger and better. Stress is inevitable, but being stressed out doesn't have to be. So the final thing that you need to do is this. Number three is soak your boards. Soak your boards. Listen to what the effect that water has on on wood. I looked up a real scientific definition, so pay attention, all right? It says this, the water effectively acts as a plastizer for wood and materials derived from wood. In other words, it increases the plasticity of the wood or the property to bend. The way water does this is that the water molecules get in between the strands a cellulose polymer. I lost some of you on that, I know. Normally, these polymers are held together with strong hydrogen bonds so that they can't easily slip past each other. In other words, the hydrogen makes it really strong and stiff, but the water gets in between those and it makes it be able to bend and be flexible. The water makes it to where they slip past each other easily. It goes on to say this, however, the water helps break these bonds instead of instead creating new ones with itself. As a result, the material becomes much more flexible. We used to have this saying at my last job, it was flexible, not broken. Because when you're in ministry, you carry a lot. And I know a lot of people think pastors just drink coffee and play golf. But you carry a lot. And we would have this saying that you've got to be flexible but not broken. You're going to carry a lot. You're going to have stress and pressure. But if I'm so soaked and full of the Holy Spirit, guess what? I'm going to be flexible. And when the pressures of life are pushing down on me, guess what? I'm not going to break, but I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to have, and and here's the thing is I, I love this scientific definition because I begin to see things in the spirit to where it says that the molecules get in between the strands. And what I just see is like the Holy Spirit so gets in us that it begins to like permeate my every fiber and being and my flesh and just my humanity and the parts of me that want to get irritable and mad or lose my temper or quit and give up. The Holy Spirit just gets all inside of me and and the parts of me that want to be negative or this or that, the Holy Spirit gets in me and says, we're not going there. 
We're going to be flexible. We're not going to break under the pressure. We're not going to break under this external force that is pressing in and, and pushing down on you and trying to get you to quit and trying to get you to give up. You're not going to be broken. You're going to stay flexible. But it only happens if you soak your boards. Listen to how the Bible says it. John 4.14 says, but those who drink the water I give them will never thirst again. You're not going to be broken ever again. Indeed, the water I give them becomes a spring of water welling up to eternal life. John 7.37 says this, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. This is Jesus talking. He says, whoever believes in me, Rivers of living water will flow from within. Come on, we got to soak our boards. Isaiah 41, 18 says, I will make rivers flow in barren heights and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. What am I trying to say? That the water of the Holy Spirit is what we need. If you're not spending time in his presence, you got to get in his presence. If you're, if you're only showing up to church every once in a while, come on, we need Sundays. That's the reason we put a focus on worship, because it's a time to come in and soak up his presence, soak up his goodness, get filled with his presence so we can walk back out. But it's not just going to be on a Sunday that's going to fill you up. It's all throughout the week, spending time in his presence in the morning or evening or whenever it works for you. You get in his presence and you soak him up so that way you can be flexible and not broken. We got to be full of the Holy Spirit. Come on, band. Y'all come on back. It's the only way that we're going to overcome the stress. If we're, if we're full of his spirit, we can manage the stressful situations better. Because in the same way that wood gets, uh, the water gets between the wood and those fibers, making it flexible, I believe the Holy Spirit has the ability to get down deep in our hearts and make us flexible in the tense times. We're flexible but not broken. And I want to close with this. This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture, but 2 Corinthians 4.18 says that we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but I'm not abandoned. I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. And there's a, an external pressure and stress that is pressing down on us in this world. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So when I'm hard pressed on every side, guess what? I'm not crushed. Don't you love it how scripture works hand in hand? He said, there's one that is in you that is greater than he that is in this world. And then you read this scripture and we read that we're hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. Well, how am I not crushed? Why? Because there's one that's in me that is greater than he that is in the world. And we see scripture just working hand in hand to encourage us, lift us up, build us up. And I want you to stand on your feet tonight. And, you know, at the end of every service, we, we always give just kind of an opportunity for, for us to respond in worship. And my prayer always is, is that in these moments, um, is that you would take an opportunity just to soak in God's presence. 
It really is what this moment is, to des- is designed for, is that we hear God's word, and then we respond to his word. We hear it, and then we receive it in faith. And then we come to God and we go, God, I need you. I've been broken under the pressures of life. God, let your Holy Spirit come in and fill me up. Let your presence just come in tonight and and just touch me and strengthen me and fill me. I broke because I wasn't full of you. I broke because I wasn't in relationship with other men or women, whatever your case is. I, I broke because I didn't open up and I wasn't vulnerable and I didn't let people in. I broke. God, I, w- I want to be full of your presence. So just in response to this message tonight, can we do that? Can we just go, I just, God, I just want to soak. I just want to breathe you in. I just want to be full of you, God, that when I leave this place, that there's no external pressure or stress that can break me. Because the enemy wants nothing more than to break us. But if we'll stay full of God's presence, there's no breaking us. If we'll stay in relationship and in community, there's no breaking us. We're going to bear one another's burdens. We're going to come alongside one another. We're going to lift each other up. But Holy Spirit, we need you.